Hey, what's good? What's going on, y'all? Y'all already know who this is, and it's definitely your favorite sofa child. Yeah, 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 coming back at you once again, y'all. Hey, y'all, y'all already know I come with Artists of the Week, sharing so many frequencies with y'all, but I got a special guest in the building today, and I hope she don't. She don't take me for messing up her name. It's okay. I'm gonna try my best. All right, I may say the first few words, <laughs> but uh, her name is Akusa Casaberry. all right? Akusawa. Akusawa. Yes. Asbury, man. She's in the building. You know what I'm saying? She, she's here to share the African pride to everyone around the world. And if you hating, it's okay. We're going to uplift you anyway. We're going to vibe in. So, hey, everybody get a round of applause. Welcome in. Good energy to Akuswa. Crasberry. I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna have to get a nickname. I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna all right. That's up. all right. Akosua. Akosua. Hey, I'm gonna. Uh, it's like a coast. Yes. Akosua. All right, Casbury. How you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me, Shar. It's all love, man, y'all. I don't know if y'all know, but she's also an author, you know, and she's she's an author. She wrote her first book of why pregnancy was important for women. So she'll be able to share that piece to her, her journey, why she decided that that was important because there's so many babies being made, especially during COVID, you know, quarantine <laughs> babies are out, you know, so <laughs> everybody's pregnancy is important, all right? And, and she's here to uplift women around the world and we gonna dive into her. So look, hey, y'all wanna stay tuned. So she's gonna give her social media out. And if y'all wanna follow up with her, it's gonna be the time you do it. And if you miss out, just come back and replay because we here all day, every day. All right, at the PEG podcast, y'all. Hey, so Akusawa, did I say it right? Akusawa. Akusawa. Yes. I'm gonna get it. You gonna get, get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Hey, so it's it was a story to hear, but I want the people to hear it from you and tell everyone who is a Kosua Casberry. Yes. All right. So, hi everyone. My name is Akosua Casberry. I um I am Ghanaian American. I was born in uh, Kukrentumi, which is in Ghana, West Africa. And um, when I was young, my parents moved to Harlem, New York. Uh, when I was young. So I was raised in Harlem. I went to elementary school, middle school, high school in Harlem. Um, And uh, I went to college in Pennsylvania. I went to Allegheny College and I went to study English with an emphasis in creative writing. Um, And so right now I um, am the founding CEO of a publishing firm based in the Bronx, New York and uh, help people well, with their manuscripts. We also help uh, graduate students, undergraduate students with their personal statements. We help with uh, grant proposals, everything uh, writing related. And uh, yeah, I'm um, married to my husband, Trevor Casterberry, who also is a business owner. And we have a beautiful daughter who you guys see right now, Madison yeah. Casterberry. <laughs> Beautiful faces, beautiful family. Yo, why we can't we can't connect without the kids? They're always there. That's that's why we gotta spread positive energy around the world and be out there pushing each other further because we have kids watching us, right? We have kids around here that's looking for different inspirations. And who knows? She's gonna be the next business owner. She may be out here be the next president, you know. So hey, y'all better keep a watch out for Maddie. Maddie, Maddie gonna take over the world, y'all. <laughs> hey, she's gonna yes. take over the world. 
look, so what? why would you say you decided to write your book about pregnancy? I know you were sharing that with me and I actually read pieces of it. And yes. it's very interesting. I shared it with my wife because she has kids before. So, you know, why did you feel like that was important to do? Definitely. So um, I wrote Why Every Pregnant Woman Should Write a Book um, after a pretty traumatic experience. I was working in corporate America and I was an uh, office administrator for a, uh, a engineering firm uh, based downtown New York. And um, when I found out um, I was pregnant um, and I told my you know, boss, couple months later, um, I got fired. So I was fired while I was five months pregnant with my daughter, Madison. And, um, you know, needless to say, I definitely, I was um, just feeling in, uh, you know, a very vulnerable uh, situation. And um, I didn't know, you know, what my next step was going to do. Um, The one thing that I um, get asked a lot is, you know, why didn't you or did you apply to jobs after you were fired? And my answer is always, yes, I applied to jobs. But um, it just, you know, it was more difficult than I expected it to be. So, you know, I um, was temping before I got that position as an office admin. I was temping for a whole year. And uh, with temping, it's, you know, fast paced. And you, you might have a gig for one day, for one week, for one month, like you just kind of never know. And I had been laid off before while I was temping, but you know, it wasn't the same. I didn't go through the same experience that I went through. Um, but I resulted back into, you know, trying to get into temping cause you kind of get a quicker exchange. Um, and I was trying to have my baby bump. And, you know, at the same time, I wanted to be honest about my position with employers because the reality of the situation was if I got hired, I'll be going on maternity leave not that long after. And that's a lot for any company to commit to. So I had to just accept the situation for what it was. Um, and it was really difficult. Um, so, you know, You know, my husband, we sat down and he was just like, well, you know, what are you going to do? And in the back of my mind, I was like, this is the right time to write a book, to publish a book. And um, I had been interested in self-publishing. I told, um, you know, one of my friends and she sent me, you know, different things to look up, to research, to watch. And I did additional research. And I was just like, yeah, this, like, I'm gonna do this. Um, And I felt confident. So I already wrote, uh, I had a senior thesis project um, for college and I knew that I wanted to publish it, but I didn't think that I was gonna do it at that time. I kind of, you know, thought of that something I'll do later on, Um, but it just was the right time. So I dusted it off. I um, added some poems. I got an editor and I put that out in um, 2018. Um, and so Why Every Pregnant Woman Should Write a Book was uh, it's my, actually my third book. Um, and I wanted to show women the benefits of writing a book. Um, the financial benefits, emotional, mental, physical benefits of writing a book. Um, And I wanted to document my story in addition to the stories of four other women in my life 
who have played a huge role in my experience um, once while I was pregnant and, and, you know, after I gave birth. And they share their stories as well, some powerful stories, um, bringing up a lot of topics that, you know, we get to share with the world. Hey, that's crazy. Did you think when you was um, when you got pregnant that you was gonna go through all that, especially with the job? Did you think I had you- no clue. I didn't think that that was gonna happen at all, and it just felt like a bad dream. It's so crazy though because um, the day I got fired on my train ride home, my mind was racing, racing, and I was just thinking about like, what am I gonna do? Um, how am I gonna survive? And at some point though, like I had a long train ride home all the way downtown. I was going uptown to the Grand Concourse in the Bronx. And I just was over it. Like, I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. Like, it was just like a, a release even though, you know, that whole time on the train, I was panicking. At some point I was just like, I don't, I'm indifferent about this whole situation. Um, but, you know, when I pres- you know, when I told my husband, I want to write a book, he's like, all right, if this is something you want to do, you know, you got to create a business around it. Um, because, you know, I didn't want to be the cliche struggling writer because that's a real thing. Um, and I didn't want to have to go through that. And I definitely don't want pregnant women to go through that. So it was important to highlight, um, you know, how to write a book that sells. And I've had to go through my journey as a self-published author and sharing that experience, really just sharing my entire upbringing, you know, to get people to trust me and trust, um, you know, my business, as well as um, being vulnerable enough to show the experiences that women go through. Because, you know, the one thing that is the um, common factor is pregnancy and motherhood. And I wanted to, you know, highlight that in a way that empowers pregnant women and mothers. Why do Why do you think that um, in in like corporate America um, situations like that happen? Because if it happened to you, you can guarantee it happened to other women that became pregnant. So why do you think that actually happens in corporate America? Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, I actually, when I was posting the videos about my book and sharing my story, I got a. Um, uh, uh, one of, I got a, someone who commented that they went through the same experience. Um, and I was just like, wow. Um, but that's, oh man, Shaw, that's a tough question because corporate America, I mean, to be honest, I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't happy. Um, there's a lot that comes with working in corporate America that I wasn't able to um, express because that's my that was my bread and butter. That's how I was making my money. Um, and I didn't have no backup plan. So all of those things that I, you know, felt at the time was kind of just something I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's tough. That's tough because, I mean, I don't know which angle to go with because (laughs) corporate America kind of is, you know, this spinning wheel of competition. Um, And pregnant women definitely, you know, get the blow if if you're not able to perform or um, even the cost um, that, you know, comes to play and how that can be manipulated against you. So... Yeah, that's a that's a tough question. Yeah. It's good because it's kind of like pushed you into your your passion, you know, to actually write a book that'll be able to help. And maybe this was just what maybe that situation is what meant at the time for you, you know, to push yourself. It was like yeah, 
Yeah. yeah, it definitely feels like it because um, I remember when I got my first client, what that felt like. It was yeah. just, I never felt something like that before. And it was so fulfilling. Like, so yeah, I definitely agree um, because that, you know, that security that I thought I had was gone and I had to fight. So yeah. That's the scary part because most people, don't don't even think that far you know they don't think that far i may lose my nine to five or what is something that that is. especially i feel like with guys that that probably don't ever come across their mind because they right. don't run into pregnancies and right. dealing with the kids 24 7. so uh more like when it came to you it could have been just like you said that time and then with that burning desire you was able to turn a negative and bad situation and now you're able to build a legacy for Maddie yes. you and your husband. So it's yes. like so dope to see that although that happened and it was sad to see and, and sad for you to go through, it was meant for you to flourish, you know, shine your light. So Definitely. Crazy. And yeah, it was crazy because I hadn't written, um, I probably didn't write for a year while I was working at that job. I didn't write because I mean, that's not, you know, I, that's not how I was making my, my most of my money. And so it was kind of just like a hobby. Um, and I, I didn't realize like going so long without being in touch with that creative side, yeah. what that did over time, I, I, like that was just not, it didn't click to me. I wasn't aware of any of that until I went through that and realized how much I really let go just, you know, from that nine to five wheel, that nine to five cycle. But yeah, here we are. <laughs> hey, what, what would you say to mothers right now that's maybe going through that situation or could possibly go through that situation? What would you say to them that was the hardest thing for you to get over to encourage them to push forward? Um, I would say definitely get your support system because that's really crucial and important um, for all mothers, honestly. Um, and I would also say the hardest thing that I went through was um, gaining back the confidence in my ability to be a contributing person in society. Um, it took me several months. It took me several months, if I'm being honest, um, of just feeding myself, rebuilding myself. Um, because I mean, they it, it, when I left, I felt like their intention was to bring me down. Right. Um, and I held on to that for months. Um, I was able to push through, you know, I had one of my friends tell me, you need to, you know, apply for unemployment, right? And you need to get this ball rolling. You know, my husband telling me, all right, you gonna write this book, let's create a business. My friend um, sending me videos on how to self-publish. That support system helped me push through because um, I needed it. I really, really needed it. Um, so yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. That is really, really huge, you know, for you to say that in a moment of uh, where you felt like your identity was taken, you know, where you, yes. felt, where you felt like you was helpless or hopeless, you was able to find who, who you truly are, you know, yes. on your light. So yeah, that, that was a, that was like meant to happen, you know, that was a lesson yes. guys. Where oh yeah, huge lesson, yeah. huge lesson, <laughs> because, um, you know, I, I can't, it, it's, it, I felt like 
I had a false sense of financial identity, financial mm. stability, but I'm relying on somebody else. Like it, none of that, you know, I didn't understand it. But when you really have to figure it out for yourself and yeah. build it for yourself, it is going to change you. It's really going to change you and it's going to show you who you are. And that's exactly what I, I went through because now I'm, I'm in tune. You know, once I said I'm going to do this publishing thing, I became it. I mean, I swallowed it whole and I, you know, tried to build up where my place is within the industry because it's so mm. much in itself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it was just like, okay, you know, what are my morals? What are my goals? What are, you know, what do I want to help people? What do I want to put? Put out there all of that are just things that were dormant you know i didn't i wasn't thinking about none of that i'm, I'm stressed i gotta go home then you know come back and do it all over again my boss is an asshole just a bunch yeah. of stuff <laughs> but you know to be my own boss really i mean that really showed me who i who i am like and again the support system um i talk about that a lot because I realized I cannot do all this by myself. It's impossible. And I'm not meant to do this by myself. And I don't want anyone to feel ashamed for asking for help. Man, you know? True. Yeah. I told you Maddie was going to be a superstar. I told you <laughs> she's out here pushing you through pregnancy to do this yes. and do that and do this and do that. So just, just, her, just being in the womb, she was able to to push you to greatness. So, hey, the world better watch out for that. Yes. Okay. You also spoke on um, something very interesting. You said support system. Have that strong support system. But what about the ones that say, I don't have a support system, you know? I, I only have me and, and, and my child. Where, where do you think would they go? Where would you, where yes. would you advise that? Oh man, when I, when I get that question, that one's still tough. Um, but I would say, you know, who who's in your life and who are you intentionally building relationships with? Because not your family members not gonna be the ones encouraged, excuse me, encouraging you all the time. Um, it might be someone you went to college with, went to school with, um, someone you worked with and if you you know you'll be able to really tell how genuine those relationships are because if you ask for something and they do it without a question then you know that's a relationship that you should keep and nourish and if you find that the people who you thought you could rely on and they, you actually can't then you need to you know quickly you know navigate that and move your energy towards something else. But um, you you want to let your guard down. Obviously, you know, people, You some people you don't know where their intentions are, but you wanna be, um, you know, you wanna have um, discernment as best as you can because it's impossible to do it by yourself. So if you don't have the support system, I'd say, you know, just start journaling, um, getting your thoughts out, you know, figuring out where you are, commit to something that you can be consistent with, you know, something that you can actually say, I'm committed to this and I've been doing this for a year or two years or three years, and then slowly build your circle, slowly build your network. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. It's getting heated. I don't know if y'all <laughs> mothers around the world, but y'all need to, 
you know, if you feel like you're alone right now, I'm here to constantly show y'all, no matter what you do, no matter where you set out in life, you are not alone. You know, you want to be a publisher and you're a mother. Look, hey, examples all around the world that you can reach yes. out to them, you can ask questions, and who knows, that may be the next person that was supposed to motivate you to do what you got to do. So, yo, y'all want to stay tuned. But before we go any further, man, I always got to give it up to the most high because without the Most High, we would not be here. So we're gonna take a moment to give it back up to the Most High. And hey, I always ask the guests to come on to say a little word of prayer. But if you're not comfortable, I will take it the lead and say the word of prayer. So uh, would you be willing to lead us in the word of prayer? I absolutely would. I absolutely would. I'm gonna keep it, keep it short and sweet. Okay, Father God, I ask that you bless everyone watching this, the hosts, the guests, continue to push us forward in this moment where there's a lot of uncertainty and just things that we could not have predicted. Keep us you know, in tune with ourselves and continuing to do what best serves us and also continuing to be positive and loving to the people um, in our lives when this world can be cruel, this world can be, you know, confusing, continue to give us that discernment, continue to give us that peace of mind that we're all looking for and searching for. Amen. Amen. Yo, it's fire. It's lit. <laughs> frequencies are being raised. If y'all looking for positive energy, tap in right now. There's a Kusa. You gotta say it right now. A Kusa what? A Kusa I'm gonna get it for this thing. You're gonna get oh, it. <laughs> a Kusa is dropping gems on y'all, man. She is here and she's showing nothing but light inside herself. And Maddie is too. If y'all if y'all miss Maddie, y'all just miss her. <laughs> yeah, like she with daddy man. now. Uh, she, she's like a man, but she's gonna take just like you, man. And it's important for us to, to know that we're all examples for all kids. You know, I feel like people feel like just because they don't have children, they're not an example. But there's someone watching you. There's, whether it's a little niece, a little uh, um, cousin, they're all watching you and somebody is looking up to you right now. So you better watch out. You're doing wrong. Your little cousin gonna do wrong because they watching you, right? If all you mothers out there, y'all doing right, keep doing right no matter what they say. You keep going forward because look, Akustawa, she's out here doing the thing. Yes. <laughs> so what, what would you say is your mission? You know, after all this and you wrote a book, and you out here inspiring, what would you say is your mission in life to do with what God has put you on earth to do, to share your life? Definitely. I would say uh, my mission is definitely to empower uh, via creative writing. I love the English language and I especially love poetry. And um, I believe that everyone is a writer. I know some people don't see themselves that way, but we all have stories to tell. And my mission is just to help people tell their stories, um, you know, that'll make them proud and to their best uh, ability and to, you know, share their voice with the world. I have clients who have stories and they want to be, you know, an example. They want to be able to be on different platforms to share their story. And my mission is, is I'm, I'm there to assist. I'm there to help. 
be that vessel basically be that vessel for the next person i like that you're not just thinking about yourself because i i sometimes see like people think about themselves when they start things and when it don't go right and like i can't do it i can't do it it's because you you had the word i in everything it's a we you know we all can help each other to do something so the fact that you like i put myself in a position to value others and spread their light that helps you shine yours so much more Yes, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree. That's better than cocoa butter. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Yo, you, you're definitely an inspiration. I swear you are. Thank you. It, it motivates mothers and people who are not mothers, even fathers, sisters and brothers out there to be the best version of themselves, you know? Yes. And you talk about poetry. That's my thing. I love yes. poetry. <laughs> so like, what is, what is something about poetry that connects you? Oh man, I will say, um, I was intimidated by poetry for a bit. Um, and I didn't really understand it when I was younger. And so when I got to college, I took a poetry 101 course mm. and I fell in love. Yeah. Um, and I actually, my first assignment was to write a poem about cayenne pepper. And <laughs> I know. And it was, um, it was supposed to, um, forced me to have physical description. That was the whole purpose of that writing assignment. How well can you physically describe something like cayenne pepper? And when I tell you, I never actually put that much effort into looking at the color of cayenne pepper, the smell, when when it gets grounded into seasoning for us to use, the noise that it makes. <laughs> um, in the poem I have, you know, it shakes like gourd shakers from Ghana, that the music instrument, and um, I had to make it come to life. And that's what poetry does. That's what I fell in love with. And um, I recently, you know, have found myself in the spoken word community. That space yeah. is crazy, yo. Oh, they yeah. get busy in the, in, the, <laughs> in the spoken word community. And um, I realized, you know, there's so much for me to learn because I was just a writer. I'm not gonna lie, I was a poet that just wrote and I'm not trying to perform. But um, for my scene, for the senior thesis project, we had um, like a senior um, gathering where we all had to perform our pieces, nonfiction, poetry, um, fiction, all that. And I had to, that was the first time I performed my poetry. And the, it was, the feedback was really good. People were really receptive. They came up to me and told me they really enjoyed my poetry um, and it sounded good. And like, you know, now that I'm back into doing that, it's the same, you know, the same thing. And I, I go to these virtual open mics. Um, I love connecting with poets, you know, sharing, connecting. And um, yeah, man, poetry is just, it holds the space for so many voices yeah. that I don't, I can't, I'm biased, but not, you know, nothing else like that does what poetry does. And I do believe that it's actually a healing tool for a lot of people. Um, when I read Lucille Clifton, when I read her poetry, she wrote letters and that's what inspired me to write letters as poems. Um, and I have healed, I've been able to heal from my own poetry and I, I see the same thing with other people. Yeah, I think, I think poetry is dope. Like, I love poetry. Even mom can tell you, like, I <laughs> poetry, and then, like, 
I used to be in class, me and my friend, you know, childhood friend, we used to be in class having poetry battles. Like, he wow. would write one line and I'll write another line. He may write two. Yes. They're like, what are you doing? Writing love notes? Like, no. <laughs> and I, I remember one time we, we, the teacher called us, like, going back and forth with the paper. So he was like, read it. And it was so funny, right? It was so funny because everybody was like, when we read it, everybody was like, Joined into our conversation, but it was just a poetry battle. Like we were just talking back and forth, you know, and it was really dope. And he gave me like this uh, assignment. He was like, "I'm into this contest. It was senior year. Mm. I'm gonna enter this contest. You should do it." And I'm like, ah, "I just like writing to myself." Yes. I mean, yes. It's like, man, you're dope, bro. Just do it. So it was like free entry, you know. Mm -hmm. was so I did it, and it was over 200 people that could be picked out of. Wow. And him was picked out the top 10 people. Yeah. Around, right. And I was like, I showed my mom. I was like, yo, this ain't real. And we looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> everything it was real like it was real. wow like, oh so we had to write another poetry uh, to get in the last the last final rounds right so i did one about um it was it, it was about slavery but i can't remember how mm -hmm. I, I named it i still got the book to this day but it was about slavery but it was like modern day slavery right mm -hmm. uh, it was so deep it's so deep wow uh, me and him came we had to go into the top two and it was me versus him. And I was like, out of 200 people, oh. how, did, how did we? <laughs> you know? And then we had to write and we had to do our, um, submit it to the, um, the head doing in charge. And wow. I was number one. Yes. I was like, what? Then yes. it was so crazy. They sent us medals. They gave us, um, mm. they gave everybody that did the poetry slam, they put all their poems in the book. I said, my mom still got that wow. book. The, the winner, which was me, and then the runner up, which was him. Both of our poetries were inside the book was featured mm. inside the Congress. So like you go, you know, the House of Congress has that. Yes, like, yes. That is so dope, right? No, that's mad dope. Know, many mm. people don't even know that about me because I don't really talk about it because it happened. Yes. I'm, like, I'm like, it happened. You know, I'm like, eh. right. But that's really dope because I'm like, yo, out of so many people, they looked at mine and was like, yes. this was deep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, that's I'm dope. So my music too. When I do music, I write in poetry. I don't honestly mm -hmm. know how to write outside of poetry. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I used to do poetry a lot, but when it came to stories, I would write them in like poetry and my English teacher had to like reverse me, you know? <laughs> and she wow. Me, like different ways of write a story. Yes. Poetry, but it's still in the structure of a story, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's how I do my music. Like I started writing poetry and I put it into my music. And when people hear that today, they be like, "Where did you come up with that?" And I'm mm -hmm. like, "I have a, a song. And everybody, look, it's, I'm, I'm featured everywhere, and it's called a stripper's play." Write that down. Write that I'll, down. I'll even send you the link. It's called a stripper's Yes, yeah, send me the link. And are you on Spotify? Yeah, I'm okay. Spotify. I will definitely. Prayer is actually uh, on PEG too, so I'll send it to you. And like I said, Perfect. it's a stripper's prayer. And I've never been Ooh. a stripper in my life. <laughs> never, ever been a stripper in my life. But I had so much emotions. I had got away from music. I had got away from writing when my grandma passed away. It was so much going on. Yeah. I just, I wasn't connected with nothing. You know, and I just was sitting in the house one day. And I'm like, I want to, I want, I want to find a beat, a poetry beat, and I just want to put poem to it. And then I asked my mom. I said, Give me a topic. Why did my mom pick a stripper? I don't know. I said, Mom, <laughs> give me a topic. And she was like, mm, What kind of topic? I said, Anyone. She said, A stripper. I'm like, A stripper? 
Why would you pick a stripper? Because my <laughs> idea, what I was trying to go with, like, I want to give a visual of life, but something I'm not, but put my feelings into it. And she was like, a stripper. I was like, you're going to wow. challenge me to write a stripper, <laughs> right? I'm like, okay, cool. So I've never been a stripper in my life, but I wrote <laughs> it, and it's called A Stripper's Prayer. And my auntie, everybody teared up when they heard it, and they're like, I am a stripper, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm very sure I have never been a stripper. I just, I just felt like these emotions could be the same emotions that I may face because people, people don't think strippers are a people and they're people. And even when their, they family member die, they have to still get up and go to work and provide. Yes. So I was like, I just put my feelings into the topic and I just wow. And she that's was the like, power of poetry. Yeah, I'm telling you. So I be telling people, look, my music ain't, it ain't like everyone else. It's nothing but poetry. I don't know how to write any other way. Wow. And it's dope, no, you know? And so you said the poetry slam. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to link up with you on that. Yes, because, girl. You know, I <laughs> yes. love poetry. Like we could go on and on about it. Wow. I love poetry. <laughs> yes. Dope. Um, and then we may can do some collaboration um in this book that I'm coming out with. I'm not gonna spoil the name, but it's okay. gonna be a book, a book of poems. But mm. it's gonna have life lessons in there where people can see that so many others connected around the world, just like them. So hey, I might I might have to ask you to be I'll in it. You feel me? Yes. You can help me out. Of course, <laughs> of course, yo, that sounds so so dope. Yeah, it's real dope. It's Who's real dope your favorite too. poet? Who? Okay, so don't talk about me. My favorite <laughs> poet, and maybe messed up, but Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. That's my favorite poet. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. No, that's valid. That's mm -hmm. valid. And some people are like, why him? It was a little crazy. I was like, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah. He did like his cousin or his sister or something like that. I was like, they all have crazy stories. Right. I was like, but that didn't have anything to do with me. This was just his writing. Right? Yes. Yes. So he yes. Took his life and he would write it and you could get a visual. I'm like, mm -hmm. Edgar Allan Poe. Um, what's that like? Elizabeth. Um, dang, what is her name? Elizabeth. Can't think of her name, but she's a good one too. I like Maya Angelou. She's oh, really dope too, but oh, people sleep on Edgar Allan Poe. I'm like, no, mm -hmm. he is dope. <laughs> he is dope. I don't like, condone his outside life, but his poetry, you get lost in it. And when you can get mm -hmm. lost in poetry or something somebody wrote, it's like watching a movie, but it's yes. your visuals, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dope. That's they dope. have, uh, you ever seen on uh, YouTube the, the Grand Slam poetry they be having on YouTube? For, um, you talking about Def Jam or that's separate from that? Nah, nah, that's what I'm talking about, the Def yes. Jam Grand Slam. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love when they do, I'm like, yeah, I gotta man. get my writing up, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. They out here killing it. I'm oh like, yeah, they be killing it. They be killing yeah. it. <laughs> I feel the same way, man. Yeah, they be really fired with it. I feel like they do this all day. That's all they do. Is right, right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get my pin game up. Right, you know? right. right. Um, so what would you say that far as like pregnancy, you know, outside of poetry, but when you was going through your pregnancy, why did you say this is important for women? What, what about writing a book during their pregnancy would be beneficial to women? Oh, man, I would say... Um, while I was pregnant, I was writing. I mean, that's all I had left to do. And um, I was able to get everything out, everything out. And I actually lost my father while I was pregnant. Um, 
he um, he died in September of 2017, um, and my daughter was due November of 2017. Oh, and um, so, you know, I had to get through a lot of those emotions, um, mourning and grief and what that looks for me, you know, and allowing myself that space and creating that space. Writing was the best outlet for me, period. Um, and, you know, I was able to, um, I was able to write about my dad when I actually wrote my senior thesis project, you know, how you get, um, you have um, people who review it to give you feedback. And um, one of my reviewers, she told me, you didn't write any letters to your dad. Um, and so when I came back around to it, it was just so crazy because, you know, I'm fired. I'm ready to write this book. You know, my dad passed away and I was just like, I have to write these letters. That was the one thing that she told me should have been in the original book. And this is the time to do that. And so many things I have pent up, I let it out. I just let it go on paper. Um, and my clients say all the time, the process from you know your mind to on paper or your mind to a physical book, a copy of your book is, transformative mm. um you know you you kind of go through the stages um some people even you know call it like this is my baby when they write a book because yeah. it really is that personable and that um close to you um but yes i mean i was finally able to release that and and the one thing that i was searching for was peace of mind peace of mind peace of mind and my writing helped me get to that peace of mind um even with uh one of the women her name is uh tadija morgraf she's in the book um yes shout out to Deja. and she um shares in the book how she one day started journaling 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 and she was able to you know gain perspective and objectively say wow all everything that i was thinking that i'm looking at was negative yeah. and sometimes you can miss that if you're holding it in right but once you actually see it on paper it's no erasing there's no going back it's in your face and it gives you that perspective to you know to be able to say you know what i don't like the way i'm thinking i need to change my thoughts i need to change my patterns um that um you know ability to journal or write whatever the case may be and see your words then you're able to, you know, see what position you're in, where you at mentally, you know, how's your headspace. Um, and so for me, when I was writing while I was pregnant, I was able to one, you know, write about the love that I felt. I couldn't wait to meet my daughter um, and those feelings. I couldn't wait to hold her. Um, writing to my daughter about her grandfather, who she will never meet. She'll see pictures of him. She'll hear me talk about how he raised us, you know, how he was an uh, English snob <laughs> and why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm um, consistent the same way he was with um, English. And, you know, reading is important and something that was passed down. He was you know, meticulous in that way. And those are the things that I wanted to be able to let go and write out. One, so my daughter can look at it, right? Um, and then 
too, so that I can actually gain peace and relief um, and forgiveness, all of the things that I needed to go through, all of the grief that I had to process, I was able to write it down. And, you know, the beautiful thing about writing um, and, you know, once you publish, you get to edit down what you want. You know, because I'm, I'm not saying share everything with the whole world, but um, it was important for me, uh, the vulnerable um, parts, the vulnerable moments that I share in the book are all connected to womanhood. Um, and so it wasn't anything that wasn't unrelatable and that was intentional. Um, and so, yeah, I would say that writing is definitely for you. And the publishing part is when you get to clean it up, you know, you get to edit it and you get to present it the way that you're comfortable with um, and reap, reap the benefits from that because I opened myself up to the world and, you know, everyone was so receptive. So, yeah, I would say that's why I hold poetry writing so near and dear and I, why I strongly believe that it's beneficial to pregnant women it is. and mothers. It's therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Very therapeutic you know? Absolutely. And um, I, I really feel like that's that's my thing. I need to get back into like writing more because like people tell me all the time like, "Yo, man, you you have you have nice, you know, you you say things nicely. You know, you have your way with words." I'm like, "Oh, it's because I'm a poet. I love writing. I love <laughs> playing with words. So I, yes. I make it feel, you know, to get my point across, and that's important, you know." Being able to say it and put the emotion into it so people can feel, you know, not yes. just hear what I'm saying, but you feel what I'm saying. And yes. Even when I'm gone, you're still thinking about it, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I encourage all mothers out there to document and publish their pregnancy, you know, because I feel like that's a journey, like you said. You're Now you yes. have a document trail where your daughter can read see yes. and be a part of that world that maybe those people that was in that book are no longer with us you know right. so she'll right. have that, that grace of spirit you know to yes. say, hey I, I know exactly what what my granddaddy did I know what my mom did I know what my dad did you know exactly exactly and, and exactly it's gonna push Maddie it's gonna push her yes yes the next Obama <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She's the next Obama. President Maddie. That's yes. what's going to happen. She's going to look around and go say, yo, that's President Maddie. Uh-huh. I know her. She yes. tearing up. Yeah, it's the love yeah, of words, you know, just being able to express. And would you say that would be the reason why you fell in love with poetry? Oh, man, absolutely. Um, I would say, oh, man, that's... Great question, but it's definitely one of the reasons. I would say that, you know, my mother is an African woman um, to the core. And one of the um, characteristics that she has is a more passive nature. And so I even share in um, my second book, Dear Nice Girl, navigating that because there's the lack of speaking up. Um, and, you know, when you carry that into adulthood, you realize that that's really, you know, there's a lot of reasons why that's not necessarily the, the right way to navigate life. Um, and so poetry helps you find your voice. And I oh. needed to find my voice. Um, and when I found my voice, it didn't go anywhere. It just, it, 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 it showed, it, it gave me confidence. Um, and I'll, I'll share a story too. Um, so it's actually in college. Um, I went to a PWI, okay. Um, and so the one thing that I struggled with was 
um, not being exposed to black writers um, and then how myself being a black writer, how that experience was. I was, for the most part, most of my classes, the only black student um, in my poetry courses, especially when I got to the advanced poetry courses. And um, I realized, you know, the lack of value in my own writing within my poetry, you know, uh, professor, um, and even how the students perceive my writing. Um, and so there was one day I wrote this poem, um, it's called Blank Canvas. And I wanted to highlight all of the black writers who have impacted me. And I wanted to make a statement with that poem. And I remember when I came in, um, cause the one thing, the, the way that they set it up in that course, um, you giving your poems, you know, you hand them out, you have to print it for everybody to read. And then they come back, you know, we come back the next day or uh, whatever the class schedule was. Yeah. And um, if you're chosen for the person who's poet we read, then you talk about it. Um, everyone gets to talk about it. You kind of have to listen. Um, and I remember I knew I knew I was punching in that poem because I wanted to I wanted my classmates, I wanted my professor to, you know, understand my perspective of being a, uh, a black student in this poetry course and feeling like black writers are not being highlighted or, or um, showcased in the way that our other um, poets have in the course and especially black women writers. Yeah. And I went in there punching and I wanted to make a statement and the class came in the next day and everyone was just like, wow, I mean, you know, just based off your demeanor, this poem is different from, and I was just like, and so for me, it showed, I mean, I just knew my writing was my voice and, and poetry helped me get there um, to be able to stand on the things that I was feeling and believing and experiencing, but, you know, may have been a little shy to say up front. Mm -hmm. But now that we have this poem, it's like, all right, now we're going to talk about it. Now let's <laughs> bring it up. You know what I'm saying? So I would say like, I've had to, you know, find my voice and I, um, you know, encourage other women. Like that's one of the ways that you find your voices definitely is through your writing. Yeah, I, I do agree. And um, I feel like, like when you said like, I, you wanted to express, you know, the, the issues of being the, you know, black writer, not being able to praise them or having enough of them um, because those courses are not easy courses to take. No, they're not. Uh, I actually, my uh, freshman year of college, they stuck me in a high level class. I was like 4,000, it was like a 4,000 like 4, level class. Now I'm a freshman, I should have never been in that class. <laughs> and you have to have a prerequisite class before you get into it. So to this day, mm -hmm. I'm still confused of how I got into that class because I didn't know anything. My schedule was preset, right? So I'm, wow. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, it's poetry. But it said, it said uh, 1700 poetry. And I was like, um, don't know what that is about. But I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll just go. And right. I, I had never in my life, I understood what she was saying. All the time she was up there, I understood. But when it came down to like the assignment, I was blown away. I was like, um, I don't understand it, you know? So I would do it. And she would give me a 70. I'm like, bro, I know for a fact <laughs> I'm dope when it comes to poetry. Like, 
I still had like a C in that class because just me not knowing where I was you know, going. Right. And <laughs> I think when we got ready to take our final, she was like, um, she was like, oh, you know, you need this there to pass for the class. And then she was like, um, I told her, I was like, I don't think I'm gonna be able to take the finals because I honestly should have said something in the beginning, but I don't know what's going on. I'm just, I feel like, I felt like she was racist at first because I was like, you great, really, really hard. And I see everybody else with the 80s and 90s, like, what am I doing wrong? But she's right. like, oh, this is a good job. And then, but I got all these red marks on my paper. I'm like, what is going on? Yep. And so I went to talk to the, the Dean administration, come to find out I should, should never supposed to be in that class. Wow. I was advanced for, for my age. And I was like, wow. I don't, I don't like 1700s. I just said that. I was like, I don't want to go back to that foreign poetry. It's too much going on. But I learned a lot about older poetry, you know. And yes. There was a lot of black people that they talked about in that class that didn't, that I didn't know in those things nice. that they wrote. You know, um, I like how they they was they partnered with other white people and the white person helped put their stuff out. And I'm like, that's right. Well, I would have never known that. So yes. poetry is hard sometimes. <laughs> yes. And there's, um, you know, different styles yes. and, um, you know, different countries too, like Italian poetry. Um, we didn't really even go over African poetry. I had to do that on my own, but mm -hmm. I didn't even, you know, you get so stuck in that, you know, certain curriculum you forget oh wait a minute there's italian poetry yeah. you know, this poetry spanish poetry but what about african poetry yeah. you know guatemalan poetry and different right. things like that so and that's what like when i did that um competition i was just telling you about when i did that i was like i wanted people to see like my point of view from a black girl in a country town that yes. probably won't get out you know and honestly when it came to the slavery part I, I remember what the name of the poem called it was called blood sweat and tears mm -hmm. all right and i didn't mean for it to sound like slavery but mm -hmm. it talked about modern day slavery in my mind so i would talk about myself but then when i read it out loud to people it was like oh snap Wow. This, this this sounds like actual slavery. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I actually had to I had to like do a lot because I had someone to study my poetry and I had um turn a turn a project in and this girl had stole my poem, The Blood Sweat and Tears. And I had I got recognized for it and everything. So uh we great in papers and how how ironic I get her a paper, right? And I'm sitting there looking at they're like, oh, the teacher's telling us to read and we're gonna talk about the poem and break it down. And I'm reading it. It sound I'm sorry, I go through my book. I look at my book, it's gone. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So I'm like, this is mine. And the teacher's like, what do you mean? I said, this is mine. I brought it over to her and she was like, it sounded, it sounded so much like mine, but she wasn't for sure, right? And I was like, bet I had carried that book around for a long time before my mom took it and framed it, right? The book of poems with all the, uh, the people. So I flipped up to the page. I was like, this is mine. And I'm talking about word for word word she tried she to was on her be Simone yeah and I was like damn I, I would have wrote a different one for you or something you know I was like that was all me that was all my wow. 
promotions and it meant a lot at that time because you was all finna graduate and I didn't have no money. I didn't, I didn't know if I was gonna go to college. I didn't know if that's what I really wanted to do. You know, is either you play ball or you stay here. You yes. play ball or work at a restaurant. And I'm like, it has, right. it has to be more. So I understand when you put a lot yeah. of money into something and then when you see it flourish, it means a lot. And I feel like when people out here stripping from other people, um, artistry, whether it's um, poetry, music, um, writing, any type of art or creativity that someone has to put into it, I feel like that's that's basically saying, I don't know myself. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, oh, you stole, you stole my poem, but that's mine. That's me. Who are you? You know, mm. so that tells me you don't know yourself. Like you gotta jump on that wave and jump on that wave. But like you said, in poetry, it's so many types of poetry that you can fall in either one of those or multiple. Yes. Ways, you know? So that's, oh. that's fire, man. Dang, Shaw, that's crazy. Wow. It's okay, I almost lost my mind in school, but it's okay, I got it back though. That's all I cared about. Wow. Like, I ain't going to class. I ain't gonna talk to the <laughs> I want my book, bro, get in my paper. Wow. It's gonna be okay. It's just a point. No, I got recognized for this. The yeah, see, yeah, nah, that's nah. I can't oh, like, no, I couldn't, cause I didn't. I don't want to be like years down the line, and I see it pop up somewhere. Yes. Somebody getting nominated. I'm like, oh, I got a little certificate, but you got nominated for my poem. Right. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, but my mom. Yeah. After that, my mom started telling us different ways of how to put things on paper, like. Find you a signature and then write your signature on it because right. I always put my initials on it. So that was easy to tear off and say someone else. Mm -hmm. After that, it taught me a lot and, and I found my own way to do a signature. So every poem I put, I put, I'll put a signature to it. And then my signature closing of a poem is walking in the cold world alone. All right. Mm -hmm. I could be talking about something totally different, but I'm gonna hit that line every time, walking yes. in the cold world alone. And after that, like it was easy to say, yo, this is mine. You can't take it. Cause I signed everything, you know? So that was, I, I think in that time was a big lesson for me because I was just wow. so showing people like, yo, what do you think? What do you think? Cause I wanted to be perfect that I didn't. Yes, but that's, it was nothing even wrong with that. Like right. you, you, that's not even a bad thing. She was foul. Yeah. She was foul, like. <laughs> but it's okay, I got it back. So I was like, as long as she don't get credit for mine. Word. You know, cause poetry, like you said, it's a voice. And even though I do podcasts and I'm out here speaking and talking to people now, yeah, my mom to this day still can't believe I do. She's like, I can't believe you've talked to all of these people. And wow. I was like, why? Because I didn't talk. I was, man, <laughs> Maddie got me. Maddie was over here like, hey, I wouldn't even came to the camera. And if my mom had told me come to the camera, I would have did as much of <laughs> I would have said nothing. Like wow. I didn't, I was not a social person. Even in high school, uh working at McDonald's, I would get my mom to call wow. me. <laughs> mom, can you call wow. me? Like I hated talking to people. It's because I had to realize I hated rejection. Mm. So that kept me from talking to people because I felt like everybody was gonna brush me off, you know? Oh and yes. My, my mom taught me through college, like, look, no, go hear the word no. Hear them say yes. no, because yes. I said no a thousand times, but it's not right. clicking. So mm. with that, I start hearing no, I know it, but every time I hear no, I just revamp. Let me go re-strategize. Wait for that, yes. Yeah, and if somebody eventually say yes, I'll help you. Yep. Bad, exactly. You know? So exactly. now I'm like, oh, well, you don't wanna you don't wanna be a part of this? Okay, cool. Go to the next person. Oh, you don't wanna be a mm -hmm. part of this? Okay, cool. Yes, let's do it. Like exactly. I, I'm exactly. not scared to talk now. Right. You know, right. At first, I was just a little cutie. 
when I talk, I'm like, <laughs> you can wow. get me on the camera. My wife has helped me out so much with the camera stuff. Yes. Um, she did theater in school. So she's a theater kid. Right, so creativity is all in here. Our living room yes. is like our production. Yes. Hey, she's all theater and everything, and she put me in front of the camera. And even on some of my old videos, I'd be like, um, I feel right. the same way. I know. <laughs> it's hard to watch yourself. You'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's many times I got mad at my wife. She's like, and action. I'm like, <laughs> I'm telling her I should be recording my attitudes. I'm like, I don't feel like this today. She's like, it's not about you. You gotta do it. I'm like, mm, I ain't gonna do it. I don't wanna do it. And I'm telling her now we should do we should do takes like over and over and over and over and over. Now she just tells me, hey, do it like this, do it like this, and boom, action. And I got it. Yes. Yes. So yes. I feel like I'm elevating when it comes to coming out of this box. You know, yes. Step by step. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Taking that poetry voice and using it for life. You know. Yes. And that's what's like why it's called creative PEG. I wanted to create a light that I can stand in. You know, because I've done multiple things in life: basketball, I've toured the world, military, and I didn't feel fulfilled. Like you said, I didn't, I didn't, if you asked me, Sean, what you want to do? I, my thing was, I wanted to be in the military to 20, 20 years. Mm. That was just a career. But if you say what you want to do, I couldn't tell you. I, I just had certificates. I had bachelors over here. Yes. I'm going for my master's. I'm doing all this. But what do you want to do? I'm like, I just want to help people. You know, I was, I was heavy in the healthcare world, heavy. And, and once my grandma passed away um, and then I got injured in the military, it was like, Healthcare was like gone, right? Because now I can't even be in the healthcare setting because I have a low immune system. So now uh -huh. like something that I worked hard for 10 plus years, which is healthcare, I was a healthcare administrator and I can create policies and programs like it was nothing. Now uh -huh. they're saying you can't do it. You can't come and be in be in the facility. You are high risk. So I was like, what What am I good for? COVID hit and I'm like, yes. now I can't oh, do nothing. Look, nine to five, no more. They said, 2020, you off the floor. I'm 27 uh, now, so I'm like, yo, wow. my life, look, why my life is so hard? <laughs> wow. Not like you, you know, the same way your pregnancy pushed you. I was like, I don't want to go back to being depressed. I don't want to go back to being inside my mind. What can I do? Yes. And speaking was hard. So I'm like, dang, talking to people was hard. So I'm like, I want to spread positivity to others and uplift others. And look, from the first person that said yes, I've been getting more yeses. I've got some no's and I got yes. yes. And it just seemed like now I'm starting to elevate with the people, you know? More people that are doing more impactful things around the world. Wow. Now, starting off with just was 20 people. Now it's over thousands of people tuning yes. into the PG podcast. Yes. To, yeah, get some uplift. So, yo, I'm I'm with the positivity. I'm with pushing yourself. Because like you said, man, the kids, they're watching. And they they're pushing us. They're yes. pushing us. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I've noticed that um, with kids, when I present self-publishing to them, they are very receptive and they are like, yeah, I want to own my own publishing um, company. I want to, you know, be the one that's the publisher. And it's just they're way more engaged because what we grew up, you know, was 
you know, you try to get a, a publishing contract with one of the big publishing companies. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we were, you know, have been striving for. You know, that was in my mind what I was going to do, you know, when I was ready, whatever that meant. <laughs> these kids now they're like okay so you know how did you do this what did you do okay kdp all right so i gotta create an account all right are there other platforms okay i have to they're just on it and i'm just like wow like it's it's just no there's no fear there's no you know what ifs or like they're just ready and i'm like wow like that's so dope i just um had my first child uh, child author client so Ten years old and she's a published author now and it's just like wow it's just it's crazy it's amazing that is so dope you know, yes. I, we're, we got our kids they're doing the about same thing they're learning like different things that they want to do with their creativity and yes our oldest daughter she really blows me because some of the things that she wished for it comes true and i'm like mm. hold on Hold on, cause she. I tell her all the time, your <laughs> words are powerful. Like, yes. We had went to the we had went to the mansion and we stayed, and she was like, oh, I wanna, I wanna be, I wanna love all animals, even the weird ones. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And she's like, well, mommy, can I have a squirrel? And I'm like, um, yeah, sure. Not me oh, knowing, not me knowing. Like, yeah, sure, you can have whatever you want. That, <laughs> like, not even 20 minutes. We went to the park. Not even 20 minutes, this lady walked up to us with a baby squirrel. And I'm talking about her light, like, and I'm sitting there whoa. like, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I had it recorded. Oh I'm like, okay, look. And I replayed the video. I was like, Dude, our daughter just asked us that 20 minutes ago for a squirrel. And she walks up with a baby squirrel. And and I'm like, everything she says comes to truth. Like, for real. Wow. She wished That's amazing. Rainbow. And she's traveling, she's like, I want, I want to, I want to see a big rainbow. And we're going traveling and going to the next state in Mississippi, and we're like, there's a big rainbow. And we, I'm talking about a black rainbow. I'm like, okay, can you stop it? <laughs> yes, girl. What kind of powers did you have? I don't know, cause she, she'll come to me like, I'm a dolphin. I'm like, look, okay, look, stop asking me for stuff that I don't even know how to get. I don't know where to get a dolphin from. I told my wife. Oh my god! Pop up out of nowhere. I'm running away because she got some powers that I need to figure wow. out. She's Does she want to be a veterinarian? She wants. She wants to be a veterinarian. She's an animal nice. lover. She actually wants. She said she wants to own her own business and she wanted to uh, pack the. Yes, girl. And she wants to help people. She's a very caring person. Mm, that's amazing. Yes, yes. shine, girl. Yes, so, hey, she, wow. She loves people. Um, she's not a social, but she's very social, but don't know that she's social, right? So she's very loving and hugging, and she'll be yes. like, she'll be, here, she'll be right here, and she'll be always <laughs> on me. So when we try to tell all the time, like, yo, be careful what you say, and yes. think about what you say, because then yes. you got me over here trying to fulfill what you got going Trying to get a dolphin. <laughs> dolphin. I was like, where are we going to put it? Exactly. In the pool? Like, I, I, I don't think dolphins do well and just, no, I don't. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I can take that. I had to go pray. I was like, Lord, please don't send me a, please don't send me a dolphin. <laughs> 
I don't want to <laughs> Wow. Oh, man. That's so, amazing. Yeah. These kids these days surprise me all the time. Yes. Yes. Time. So, you know, shout out to Miss Lady, 10 year old yes, publisher. I'm proud of you, girl. Because <laughs> there's people out there that need to be writing a book right now, but they're like, I don't know where to start. Yes. Yes. Pick up a piece of paper and look. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. Y'all better shout out to my girl, Akusua. Yeah. Akusua. Akusua. I'm getting closer. Akusua. I'm yes. getting closer. Look, Akusua going to help y'all. Y'all got to reach out, man. Look, y'all yes. got to reach out. Ask her how she do it. So with all these clients and um, people that you've been working with and even with yourself um, and you coming from an advocate background, what would you say would be the big a culture difference that you had to learn to adjust with, you know? Mm. Oh, man. Hmm. The biggest cultural difference, I would say, um, navigating, you know, the culture within my home, within the four walls, mm. and then when I leave. Okay. Um, so, you know, my mom mostly spoke tree, which is... Um, a language that, you know, the Akan people speak in Ghana. Um, and, you know, that was how we communicated in the house. The food uh, was also different. And for me, there was, you know, tension there because the one thing I will say, my elementary school was definitely um, very driven on um, Black history, Black pride, Black culture. We celebrated Kwanzaa elementary school. Hey. I know middle school, it was a little different and high school was very different. Um, I went to a predominantly Hispanic high school. And so I was able to see where the commonalities are because at the end of the day, we're Black, right? And so right. that was the phenomenon that I had to navigate of, you know, um, I'm still checking the box, African-American, just like everybody else, right. um, although I'm African. And so for me, I've had to figure out where we are in that conversation because that conversation can be complex. Um, and I know everyone has their take and their perspective. But for me, it was like, okay, you know, come to my home. My mom is cooking. Um, and that's something we all can, you know, gather around and relate to. Braid my hair, because you know my hair is the same texture as yours, sis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just bridging that gap, um, trying to navigate that conflict as much as possible. Um, because I will say, um, you know, people, hold on to the most negative stereotypes yeah. of um, being black and what that means. And that just wasn't, you know, my reality. And it, it wasn't something that made sense for me to latch on to. Um, Cause I'm, I'm, I'm in the culture and any child wants to blend in. All children want to blend in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so for me, it was like, okay, well, I see, you know, that there's cultural differences, but at the end of the day, we still eat food. We still, you know, you got your, um, I go to the, the African braiding lady too. You go to the African braiding lady ah. on 125th street, you know? And so it's just that conversation of, you know, here's how I grew up. Here's my mom and people love my mom. People loved coming to my house. Um, and I was able to build, you know, my community. And I, I think that was the biggest thing, having the hyphenated identity and, you know, unifying it because 
to me, it never was different. It's just our history, there's no intersection in school where we go and we get to, you know, actually build on that or actually have a conversation. I'm having this conversation in a podcast, but I didn't have a conversation like this in school. And so it's just a totally different, um, you know, way of life that, you know, now for me, I, I was able to write a collection of poems to talk about these things, you know, because for me, I still see, you know, I still see myself as being black um, and African is is, you know, the continent that, you know, that makes me who I am, you know, a, a woman of the motherland, if you will. Um, and, you know, that's my anatomy. That's my makeup. That's my genetics. Uh, I can't control that. Um, but I still see how Harlem is a melting pot of so many of these different cultures that still, you know, show black pride. And there's the, you know, the remnants of African pride within that too. Um, it's just, you know, having the conversations of where we can relate to each other. Um, when I talk about Ghana and talk about Harlem, I don't see it as something that's necessarily different anymore. Uh, the way I had a, a hard time struggling with when I was younger. To me, those identities are the same. Right. So, yeah. Man, that's crazy. Now now you may be able to put that into schools, you know? You should do like a yes, project and be able to bring that into the school. Yes, I did a lesson plan and I'm, 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 I would love, yes, I would love to, um, you know, I'm working on that. Those, those things I would love to do because, um, I had um, I had a friend invite me to speak to her kids and there are Ghanaian kids in there who can relate, who are growing up in the Bronx. Um, and so those experiences, I think, you know, help um, contribute to that conversation of what it is to be black because it's such a huge topic in itself. It is, I think it's beautiful because I feel like all cultures have black in. I'm just saying, that's just me. You know, I feel like it's Latina, you're Puerto Rican. You're gonna run up on a mixed child somewhere with yes. black in. So it's like, well, like you said, even if I don't, your hair is nappy like mine. So if, <laughs> yeah. if your hair is nappier than mine, you're black. I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're orange. I'm gonna say you color because you got nappy roots and I got nappy roots. You know? Everybody else. Yes. This all right. Everybody's just out here relaxing. It. Some people relax. That's all. That's all. Even the white people. They are. They're not white. They just high complexion. I, I love the black culture. I do. It's so yes. much in it. It's so much pride in it. And I love that you're out here pushing black love. You know, love fifty four. You're out here pushing. And you let people know. Even the kids know. Like. It doesn't matter what where you come from. You from Ghana, you from Africa, you Ethiopia, yes. or you just raised in the US and we don't know who yes. we are. Right. You're, you're still black. <laughs> exactly. Mom, mom. I was like, mom, Yeah, man. Cause the, right. the one yeah, the one thing I struggle with the most, I have a friend, you know, she um when we when we're talking about just, you know, growing up, she was like, you know, you have a lineage. You're able to say, you know, my great, great, great grandmother or my family's from here and she's like we don't have that you no. know that that stops at my nana um and i'm you know that's tough to grapple with because um that's a part of the history that you know shapes our stories and uh yeah it's just it's it's crazy but you know those conversations do really matter 
Yeah, I feel I feel like um, a lot of us should find out where we're from, especially if we want to be U.S. that was born in the U.S. Don't really know yes. about that cultural background because you'll be surprised. I get cussed out by my skin. I'm like, uh, it's just skin, you know? They're like, oh my God, your skin is so clear. And I got cussed out literally about my skin. I'm like, I, I didn't use anything but soap and water. Oh, and they're like, they're like, nah, I want my skin like you. Give me the remedy. I'm like, I use soap and water. <laughs> That's it. I'm like, what? Where are you from? You are, you are not from here. Now you're going to put me out the U.S. because I'm the... I'm not from here. What? I was born so here. What, you're from another country? Right? Oh my goodness. I'm like, oh, so because my skin is clear, I'm from another country. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right. I appreciate that. I'll make sure I tell my granddaddy, uh, let him know that y'all kicked us out of there. Yeah, good jeans. Right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> like you're wow. African. I'm like, somewhere, somewhere in there. Right. Yes. I, I've got told I was smell like I was Ethiopian. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How you smell like you from? <laughs> I was in the, I was over there in the Middle East when somebody told me that they was actually from over there in Africa, and she's braiding my hair. She's like, "Oh my God, you have beautiful hair!" Mm. Braiding my hair, and she's like, "You smell Ethiopian." What? I, well, what does the U.S. smell like? <laughs> I want to know what Africans smell like. I smell like Ethiopian, right? What does Ghana smell like? I don't know. <laughs> I never got that. I was like, thank you. <laughs> wow. I wow. wonder how many other black people out there are, whatever your nationality are, just like how many other people hear weird stuff when it comes I, to that? Man, like, yes. Um, I'm just black. Right. <laughs> Uh, right. Big my granddaddy up and tell him about himself. I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't fuss with him now. He ain't either. Right. Uh, you know, right. And I've showed people my granddaddy's picture. He's dark. He's dark. Ooh, he's mm. dark. And I yes. show them their picture. They're like, he had good skin. I'm like, I had to get it from somewhere. They're like, right. I'm talking about he chocolate, chocolate. With mm -hmm. the skin here. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. He probably wasn't from here. But You're probably from Ghana. Right? He's probably from Ghana. He probably is. Right? He's probably is. Wow. He's like, hey, good to this skin like you. He probably is. I don't know. Right. He wow. That's far. amazing. He was quite That's amazing. He should have wrote a book. He should have. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. He wrote a book. So what's some future projects for you? You know, what you got coming yes. out in the future? Um, I'm, I'm celebrating my 28th birthday, July 11th. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm bringing it in with a virtual uh, poetry slam. I will be changing that to a poetry jam because it's not competition. It's just a celebration. Um, and I'm, you know, learning the vernacular. Um, so I will be celebrating that. I have featured performers and I also have an open mic section for people to come talk their shit. Hey. Um, and I also, I'm working, I will be working on an urban novel. That's something that I've been wanting to do for some time now. Um, and so I have to, you know, begin to do the necessary research behind that um, and get myself in order so I can get back to that writing schedule to be able to actually put out a book. So mm. that's what I'm going to do. And we yeah. gotta keep that out, y'all. Yo, make sure y'all go and tell my girl, Akusawa. Akusawa, Akusawa. Akusawa, tell her happy birthday, all right? Let her know that, look, her presence on earth is definitely cherished. Give her Thank her you. flowers, y'all. She's a beautiful flower herself. So y'all better go get her some flowers. I'm gonna make sure. They don't show you that birthday. <laughs> 
I like that, that you, you're still out there just being a light, you know? So celebrate your birthday because a hey, no day is promised. And right. You can do a porgy stuff. I'm going to I'm gonna have to wake up. You know what I'm saying? I'll definitely, I'll send you the um the flyer. I'll send you the flyer because you can pull you. up. You know, I, I love to hear you perform. Okay. Uh, I'm happy to ask my wife to uh come back over here and help me out. I get nervous when <laughs> it comes to poetry. I start to shake. I'm like, oh. really? No, I, do. I, don't, I don't believe it. it. I, I don't swear. believe it. I swear. It was um <laughs> it was in Atlanta and we had like uh did an event. And I didn't know with so many people in the room that did poetry until we actually mm. I was like, what do you do? And he was like, poetry. I'm like, no, mm. you don't know no poetry. Let me see. And he was like, I'll spit it. And I'm mm. like, how, how, how cool? He was like, I'll spit it. I'm like, I spit it for me. Let me see. I don't want to read it. I want you to say how you wrote it. And I'm talking about when he did it, he like punched me. He was like, I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. Yes. And then he was like, your turn. <laughs> huh? He like, man, I know you. I got, I got it in my phone. Yeah. Um. All right. Yo, that memorization. No, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I have so much respect, so much respect for these spoken word artists. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting yeah. there. But to spit off the dome. Oh yeah, off the dome. Right, and he was like, "I know you. You got that one piece you remember." I'm like, I, I remember, but you gotta turn your head. Look at the. Oh my God! Not turn right? your head. Look at, look at the wall. Just do it real quick for me. Just wow. The and then he was cool about it. He, he turned around, but then as I started getting into it, he he was looking like right here. But I had mm -hmm. zoned out. I my eyes was closed. I had zoned he was out. Into it. Yeah, yes. he was like, "So you telling me you scared?" To say that, oh, we, we we about to fight, man. What's going on? I was like, people, I don't know. I get the jitters, bro. I kind of shut down a little bit. I, like, I get, oh. yeah, I get nervous too. I can't even lie. I get nervous too. You gotta come out with. I feel like um, when you get nervous, that's the devil. Like, oh, you better fold. You better oh. fold. No, that's how I feel now. Yes. So I get nervous about stuff. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's right. just do it. You know? Yes. And my wife is looking at me like, um, calm down. <laughs> It's okay. It's true. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta do it before the devil come on here and persuade mm. me not to do it, you know? Right, right, so, right. Yeah, we gotta link up with the poetry. I definitely. love that, I love that. Definitely, definitely. We'll be looking out for, for everything you got coming in the future, because like, I'm gonna always be here to uplift you. Same, you. I will be listening to your Spotify today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna, um, <laughs> Talk about uh, why did you write and publish the backup? I don't make me butcher this word, but you said back to, and it started with a K. Yes, come to me. Okay, yeah, I was gonna butcher that. <laughs> That's all right. Why Why did you uh, write that book? Like, why did you publish that? Um. Well, that definitely was the first book that, um, I knew I could put out because um, I had already, you know, it was my senior thesis project. And once I got fired, I knew, okay, you can actually go back to these poems. You actually have a collection of work and you don't have to start from scratch. So that's what made me, you know, reach back out and say, all right, let's lay all this out. What are the poems that you have? What do you want to add? What do you want to edit? What do you want to take away? And, um, I, I wanted to be able to just, you know, put that out to the world, especially once I actually was ready to self-publish. That was the first book that I knew I wanted to publish. So I went through it. I, I, I went for it. 
Did, did you have any writer's block? Because that's real, writer's block. Oh, yeah, very real. And yes, I absolutely did have writer's block. So um, I actually, um, to get over that, I have different tips and tricks. But um, the one, the most impactful one, I actually went to this event. Um, and I was I was pregnant. I went to this event and with hubby and um, there were um, a panel, a panel of um, artists comedians it was a, a variety and there was one specific uh lady her name was uh shauna solomon she actually um was there to talk about um writing she had wrote a um youtube series called the closet bitch and um they opened <laughs> they opened up a q a and I asked her and I asked her about writer's block and how she gets through it. And her, you know, what she said was just so impactful to me. She said, literally, I just started and I would look at the page and I didn't know what to write. And she said, eventually I just started writing. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Repeatedly, she said, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write until eventually she started to write. Yeah. and it will come to her so she'll be like so the in those days where i have no creativity and i don't know what to write i'm still going to write that down i don't have any creativity today i don't have any um motivation today i don't have any inspiration today just to get that muscle memory of just writing and being honest of not just staring at the paper racking your brain about you not you know being creative just being real and writing that down and that resonated with me so much where I was just like, dang, like that makes so much sense to where yeah. I, I copied that. And I was, you know, in the moments where I didn't know what to write, that's what I, I don't know what to write. Today was stressful. Today was tough. I'm not really feeling like writing a bunch of words and that's what I'm writing. That's my creativity for that day until eventually I would be able to, you know, get that creativity and that spark. Um, you know, it's important to change your environment too for us writers, yeah. um, switching it up, you know, going out into the world, going out into nature, getting that natural influence. Because um, the one thing that I, I started to, you know, like to do is, I, I live in New York City, it's crazy people everywhere. Let yeah. me take it all in and I'll observe people and I'll start writing. You know what I'm saying? And that's, you know, my way of getting over writer's block. And I'll go in a park, look in the water, you know, getting in the smells. And that would be my motivation of whatever I'm trying to force myself to do. I'm that's get, get over that. Let that go. Let it flow. Um, and writer's block is natural, too. So I'm not going to beat myself up about it either. I just need to be self-aware and, you know, be able to make that connection. Like, you know what? Maybe I need to go to the coffee shop today. You know what? Maybe I need to go to the library. Maybe I need to read. You know what I'm saying? So those are the things that um, I have to do. And those are the, that's the advice that I've gotten for writer's block. Mm, I, yeah. I, I, I see where you're going because I swear when I have writer's block, I just stop. I'll, I'll walk away and um especially walking away is actually um a good that's good too that's good. sometimes you do got to walk away 
Cause like, and when I write my poetry, I can go line for line, line for line, and I, I get to the point where I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that. Right, it's not, it's not, it's not, not right. Flowing, you know, you yes. know when it's flowing, cause you just yes. touch it. And you know, you can do like three to four poems, it's just flowing, then yes. you got it. But I, if I stay too long on one paragraph, I'll stop it, and then I'll put it over there, and then I'll be like, ooh, come back to, tomorrow or two days later. Mm -hmm. I, especially music too. Um, I'm working on a project right now, and I started writing it. And then when I got to this the next verse, I was like, um, I don't know what to write. I mean, I, I felt the poem over here, but I was like, ah. So it's just sitting there, right? And yeah. I'll go, I'll listen to the beat, and I'll say that that part of the poetry that I put in there over and over. Right. And if I said a good four or five times and nothing comes to me, I'm like, all right, well today was just to re rehearse that part, I guess. Right. And I move on. <laughs> like, yes. And but that's good that? too. That's good too because at least you're still going back to it. You take mm -hmm. your little break. You're like, you know what? I'll do this another day. And you go back to it though, because that going back to it is like you didn't give up. You didn't true. give up. That's true. It's like you gotta you gotta keep going. Right? Yes. The main story is to keep going no matter yes. what. Yes. Whatever you're doing, you're writing, right. you're acting, you're you're you be yourself. Yes. <laughs> Unapologetically, we're gonna mess right. up. We're gonna mess right. up too, you know. So I applaud you. A, 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 no, don't make me mess it up. A coastal wire. A coastal wire. Coastal A coastal. No tea, no tea. A coastal A coastal Yes. All right, a coastal <laughs> Yes. I applaud you, a coastal being out here, just being a beautiful light to so many people. Um, and you have dropped so many gems, and they ain't caught it by now. <laughs> just replay it. Put it on repeat until you got my girl down pat because yes. definitely beginning gems and she's here to up to uplift you guys, motivate you guys. So look, what would you say to the people out there listening right now? And if they they want to do what you're doing or they want to jump out there in the water, but they're a little bit too scared, you know, they need a little bit more push. What would you say to them right now? I would say just write it down. Just write it down, however it comes out, um, and don't stop because. I, I mean, I understand when you write something down and you look back at it, it can shock you. You might even surprise yourself, but um, just keep going. Um, and if you need to get assistance, you know, if you need to get therapy, a coach, do that for you. Um, so yeah, I, w I would say, yeah. Hey, yo, I know y'all waiting around for Kosawa's Instagram and social media, so I'm gonna give her the opportunity to give it to y'all, especially the ones that stay tapped in to uplift <laughs> their frequencies. So go ahead, Kosawa, tell everybody what's your social media. Definitely, yeah. So my social media on all platforms is at I'm underscore Kosawa. I am underscore A K O S U A. I'm underscore Akosua on all social media platforms. Hey, in the building, in the <laughs> building, y'all. And look, I told y'all, Maddie is going to ruin the world. So if y'all see <laughs> yes, future, <laughs> President Maddie Akosua, Shout out to Maddie. Hey, just know, I said it before it happened. I saw the future. She's going to be changing the world. And we appreciate you coming on, sharing your smile, sharing your life. Yes, yes. Podcast and look, keep doing what you're doing. Don't stop. Sure. You got my blessings. <laughs> Everybody that's around you be like, nah, I'm not rocking with it. I'm rocking with you till the wheels fall off because we need each other. Thank you, girl. Always, look, keep Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for having me again. Always. I thank you for taking your time out because I value time. So I appreciate you taking your time out. Of course. Um, got a handful. I can see that already. That <laughs> <is> <laughs>
But look, keep going. You're a blessing and you're a light. So don't let nobody dim your light. And if nobody tell y'all today, tomorrow, yesterday, that they love y'all, know that Char loves y'all. A yes. loves y'all. Look, Maddie yes. loves y'all. Yes. <laughs> loves y'all. And the CD Podcast family love y'all. So if y'all say you hate us, guess what? We still love you. Can't do nothing about it. Nah, nah. Nah, nah. Can't do nothing about it. And we hope you guys live to inspire. Keep pushing. Keep living. And we love you. Stay blessed, y'all.